Welcome to another podcast by The Marble Group, the Kitchen Design Podcast. Today, we welcome Richmond Business Award-winning Best Retailer, Shira Khan, from Sheraton Interiors. Welcome, Shira. Thanks for having me. We're delighted to have you here today. Um, Shira is a kitchen showroom retailer who specializes in selling kitchens to the public. And he's come to tell us a little bit today about his business and about kitchen design. So Shira, over to you. Give us a little bit of background on Sheraton Interiors. Who is Shira Khan? Where did you start? Well, um, I started uh, in the industry about 20 years ago as a designer. Uh, Didn't know anything about kitchens. Didn't know I was going to end up in kitchens, but somehow fell into the world of kitchens. Absolutely fell in love with it from day one. Um, and it's just gone on from there. So I've, I've worked up, you know, from a designer to sort of junior management, senior management, um, did a little bit of business to business, which actually gave me, you know, unbelievable insight, you know, in the industry and, and the suppliers out there and just understanding how the entire industry actually operates and works. Um, and then after that, I was being approached by investors and I started running showrooms for them. Um, and just before the birth of uh, my baby girl, Aaliyah, I think me and my wife made a conscious decision and we thought, you know what, it's time to just do it for ourselves. She didn't want to go Tip into... the plunge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, she didn't want to go back into the city um, and work for someone else. And um, I, you know, had a bit of a bad experience with my last sort of silent business partner, inverted commas, <laughs> uh, not so silent. <laughs> um, and we thought, you know what, let's do it. Um, I mean, Sheraton Interiors itself is a brand which is about 10 years old, actually. Um, and it's something that I used to do when I used to freelance, you know, as a designer um, and as a, as a consultant, you know, I made my services available. Um, and then we moved into Richmond, um, saw an opportunity and uh, grabbed it with both hands. What made you choose Richmond as an area to set up? Do you know what? We, it, it was completely by chance. Uh, initially, I'd earmarked Ealing. But when I kind of went around Ealing, I, I realised it was saturated. There was a lot of businesses there, a lot of kitchen businesses there. Uh, and Richmond's the same, but we found a nice little town uh, in Twickenham. Um, and I walked up and down the high street because we were moving there and I just, it just hit me. I thought to myself, there's no kitchen shop here. Um, <laughs> Great opportunity. Uh, yeah. And we saw a few, few, um, shops that were available. Um, and, uh, you know, we just literally just went for it. So one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on today is that you were one of the first, um, kitchen designers that was invited onto the actual KK Kitchens, Bedrooms, Bathrooms review podcast by Andrew Davis, which is very popular in the trade. And I think you were the first or second person in the whole of the UK that they wanted to speak to. Now, I listened back to that podcast recently, and I think it was recorded in March. And I heard you saying you had three staff, um, but you have a really interesting story post-COVID, right? Because from three staff, you've gone to how many? I mean, we're up to 11 now. Wow. You know, um, plus, plus three install teams, uh, which is not included in the 11. But I think it was interesting because um, I just started becoming active on LinkedIn 
and you know connected with Andrew Davies um, and I just started joining the conversation and the debate because when we were actually locked down I had anticipated it because I was speaking to suppliers from Germany and Italy and they were a little bit ahead of us you know with, with, with everything that was uh, happening at that time um, and when we were actually locked down I think there was just widespread panic and disbelief and all the emotions that I'm sure you went through yeah, as well, uh, along with everyone else in the country. Um, and, and it was very negative. It was very negative. Yeah. The atmosphere was negative. And um, after, it took me about 24 hours to get over it. <laughs> you know, I think I, ch I remember having a chat with you and having a chat with my business coach. Um, and, um, you know, I, I had something to say um, and, and they wanted to hear it and it was positive. And I think that's why he invited me on because, you know, I was one of the only sort of people around that was being really positive. And I was just thinking, right, we're in this. Let's try and be innovative and let's try and come up with ideas to try and come out with it and, and make this a win and try and survive. I just went into survival mode. Survive? You went from three staff to 11, 12. That's a three, 400% increase. Makes you the fastest growing kitchen company in the UK, as far as I can see. Um, so, I mean, what did you do differently? Because for the last few years, we, we've seen you at the Ideal Home Show. You regularly exhibit then. The exhibitions are, are closed now. They haven't been open for a while. And you've quadrupled in size. I mean, what was, what was your secret? Do you know what? I just saw this digital shift coming. And the kitchen industry, um, traditionally, having been in the industry what twenty odd years now, you know, it's it's it doesn't really embrace technology as much yeah. as we could. And I'm talking about retailers, uh, the ones that do are doing really really well. Um, you know, the, the, there's a there's a lot of really successful family businesses out there uh, that we look up to, and they do the right things. Um, and, you know, we take our inspiration from them as well. Uh, but it, I just saw this digital shift coming and it was all about adapting. I saw the landscape changed. So, you know, we did not stop working during COVID. I know a lot of people furloughed their staff and just stopped working, which was, in my opinion, the wrong thing to do, because that was a time we had to sit around the table and strategize and implement you know, new ideas. Um, so we came out swinging. <laughs> we came out, we came out and, you know, I think me and you were talking almost on a daily basis or was it every yeah, other day? Yeah, we were day? supporting each you other. Know, we yeah, were supporting right. each other, which, you know, I appreciate. And, um, you know, speaking to just other retailers, um, speaking to some marketing experts, um, you know, we just decided to focus on social media. Um, we decided to kind of, you know, digitalize the whole design experience for clients, new ways of doing things. I know, you know, Zoom's now the norm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it wasn't. And it was about how do we implement this and make it work? Um, and um, I think, you know, all of that hard work, you know, um, all the strategies, um, it's all paying off. It, yeah, so I think, I think you're being off. fairly modest. Marketing is one thing, and yes, it will bring people to your showroom and make your phone ring and help you get a few inquiries. But, you know, you've gone from selling, you know, three to five kitchens a month to 15 to 20. So what is it that you offer customers that is different? I mean, what kitchens do you sell? Let's start with that. I mean, so basically um, we have three German brands 
that we deal with. Um, so we've got Shula, Ballerina, and Nabilia. Um, Nabilia being one of my favourite, actually, as they're large, one of the largest kitchen companies they in the world. They make a kitchen every nine seconds, don't yeah, they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, three and a half thousand kitchens wow. a day, not to be bulked at. Um, Ballerina have just uh, recently won an award for the best service wow. uh, in Germany. Uh, awarded. So why, why do you, sorry to interrupt, why do you sell three different German brands? It's all about choice. Okay. With us, it's all about choice. It's all about value for money. Um, it creates more work, you know, in the back end. Um, I feel sometimes retailers put all their eggs in one basket. So, you know, they're a dedicated showroom for one particular brand or maybe two at the very most. And, um, you know, although it works for some people, I thought, you know, I want to be able to offer a little bit more choice. And also, I didn't want to restrict myself within a certain budget. You know, I'm quite proud to say I can do a kitchen in, at £5,000. I can do a kitchen for £100,000. A kitchen for £5,000. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe a couple <laughs> of units. Yeah, <laughs> Utility <fair> room. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's an exaggerated example. But, you know, that that is exactly, you know, the type of scope, you know, we're looking at. And, you know, you grab more of the market share that way. Yeah. So technically speaking, you will have more clients. And when they do come into your showroom and they see what you do, you know, there, there is a, a very, very high chance that, you know, you'll be able to increase, you know, what they would like to spend based on what they would like in their kitchen. Yeah, uh, You know, course. and the spec that they would go for in the end. So is it just the German brands that you sell? Or? We have uh, one Italian brand okay. that we've taken on um, and then the rest are from the UK. Oh, UK yeah, brands. Yeah, okay. UK and brands who are they? Well. Um, primarily, um, there is one bespoke brand from Ireland. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and that is 100%. Is that like handmade, hand-painted? Completely handmade, any finish, in-frame shaker. I mean, basically, if you've seen it, we can make it, whether it's Tom Howley or Martin Moore or Humphrey Munson's. um, And it's, I would say, uh, you know, a fraction of the cost. So that's amazing. You're able to offer so many different types of kitchens that attract a wider audience. Yeah, and I think um, it's all about flexibility. Um, you know, for example, payment options. You know, uh, we take all types of credit cards. We take American <laughs> Express. Most people don't. Uh, and you, you offer know, finance, right? And we offer 0%, you know, interest-free credit. Um, we, this day and age is quite handy. That's quite handy. We're FCA approved. And it just shows that, you know, you're dealing with a reputable business as well at the same time. But allowing you know, the flexibility um, to be able to have extra funding available for your project. Yeah, well, finance helps everyone and no doubt it helps increase sales as well. It's, it's, it's something that a lot of kitchen retailers don't offer. So, yeah, certainly makes you unique. What about appliances, Shira? I think, um, so just in general, um, the way we approach kitchen design, uh, which would include appliances, which would include worktops, you know, Again, it's a little bit different. You know, we've always thought we don't just want to be a design studio that shifts boxes just because we're interested in money. You know, everybody needs to earn money. You know, that, that's yeah, just a given. But, you know, let's enjoy what we do, you know, and let the clients enjoy the experience. Um, so how do we do that? Uh, you know, we go to every single 
possible uh, training there is out there that becomes available from all our suppliers. Um, I'm flying to Germany tomorrow. Wow. You know, in the middle of, you know, <laughs> all these restrictions. Second lockdown, pandemic. Um, yeah. Semi-lockdown, yeah. And, um, you know, I- I'm taking all our designers out there. I want them to see the latest ranges. I want them to see the latest island designs and, you know, how to inc- integrate certain appliances and lighting, etc. Um, and this is just so, so important. You know, we became members of the British Institute of Interior Designers. Mm-hmm. Um, we did uh, Rene Mascari's uh, courses, which is mandatory in, 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 our, um, in our business for all designers. Um, I don't know if you know, but she's one of the judges for the design uh, awards. Uh, yep. for the designer Definitely magazine yeah. um, and uh, she actually created the very first kitchen design degree in Bucks University with Johnny Wong who's like the kitchen designer yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know th- this is all very very important um, so when we design a kitchen you know we'd like to be able to um, advise our clients on wall colours, on flooring, um, you know, on where to put skylights, on what type of lighting to have, how to lay out the room. And I think that is what really, really helps, you know. And, and then, you know, when you start homing in, then you can home in, you know, based on that, what type of appliances would you like to go for? You know, would you like a built-in ceiling extractor? Would you like a downdraft? Would you like a borer, etc.? And and does it go with the layout that you'd like to achieve? Um, and I think the most important question that we ask our clients is, how would you like to use your kitchen? How do you want to feel in your kitchen? And then it all goes from there. So that's where the conversation starts, rather than what colour kitchen would you like? Yeah, of course, what colour yeah. worktop would you like? Which you would get from... You know, anywhere, uh, yeah, anywhere. So, so this is this is the approach. Um, appliances. I think we've seen a major trend in built-in appliances. I think more and more we're seeing, you know, uh, built-in appliances on the rise. Um, is there a brand in particular that you work with, or is it look, all of you the know, brands? The, 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 we work with uh, all the major brands, okay. uh, mainly Bosch, Siemens, Neff. Okay. We're a Siemens IQ design studio. We've just um, contacted Mila as well, um, so we'll be launching Mila very, very soon. Wow. We've got Lieber, we've got Bora, um, Kuka, you know, it's a winner. And again, are they different budgets for people listening to this? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, within every brand, you've got a range. You know, the Siemens, uh, for example, Siemens goes from uh, IQ 300 right up to IQ 700 and then Studio Line. Um, you know, Bosch goes from Series 4 to Series 8. Neff starts at N30 and it goes to N90. So actually, um, when you're choosing a brand, they all have their USPs. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Neff has a slide and hide. It's unique to them. Yeah. You know, no one else They're has patent that. Patent in that, right? They, yeah, absolutely. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got in just before you. <laughs> so, um, you know, so once you've decided, look, I definitely want a slide and hide. So you can base that decision you know, uh, based on what you like, a a particular feature or function that you like in an appliance. And then within that, you know, you've got sliding heights that start at, I don't know, £600 and they can go up to £1,200. And then that would all depend on whether you want the extra bells and whistles. And that applies to every single type of brand. Um, Yes, different brands have different price points, starting price points. But once you get into the nitty gritty of it, um, they all have flexibility. So, you know, for example, you can still get a Miele oven, which would be, you know, very good value for money and could compete with a Neff oven. Yes, it will be a little bit more, 
you know, given the brand. Um, but again, you know, these are choices when you speak with a designer um, based on, yes, you know, you've got the brand perception, but then you've got the USPs that are unique. And then on you go and move on to the functionality. Uh, like, for example, Bora, you know, best downdraft in the market. Really? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. I've only taken it on this year and, you know, I've heard so much about it. And then when I actually saw it, I realized what the fuss was about. And now it's sitting in our beautiful front display that you recently installed. <laughs> so so let's talk about that. So the, these appliances, you talk about Bora, Neff, Siemens, are they all in your showroom for people yeah, to come and in, see? Yeah, they're all in the showroom. We have uh, two live working kitchens which means um, everything is working, all the ovens, the hobs, etc. So not just in demo mode. So, you know, pre-COVID, we used to have chefs coming down and they used to do demos. Um, the chefs wow. are sponsored by, you know, for example, Neff, Siemens, etc. So they know the appliances inside out. So we used to invite our customers, come and have a bit of wine, a bit of food, yeah. do some music playing, enjoy some food, and, and at the same time, get the knowledge, you know, that, that, that you need to make you know, an informed decision as whether this appliance is... Yeah, I, I, is I just find thing. it fascinating how you've adapted because so much of your business was based on your personality, your designer's personalities, face-to-face -face interaction, meeting people at the exhibitions. You talk about hosting these events and they're just not on anymore, are they? No, they're not. And it's, you know, now it's all about, you know, collecting your reviews. We've always delivered the service, you know, and... Look, no one's perfect, you know. Of course. It's, it's, it's a complicated project. There's a lot of moving parts. It's a fluid situation. There's a long supply chain. So, yeah, things go wrong. But it's how you manage the situation and you keep the clients informed and you make sure you do everything you can, you know, um, to, to make it, you know, a good experience, you know, which is one of the founding cores, you know. We just concentrate on our clients, we rarely look at other suppliers or other retailers or what other people are doing. All we home in on is our clients. How can we make the user experience as best as we can? Um, you know, we look up to the likes of Harrods and John Lewis. You know, we yeah. always talk about it. You Aspirational buy, companies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you buy an iron from John Lewis and you can walk in there without a receipt and get, you know, get it exchanged. Yeah. That's what they're famous for, right? Um, and that's why people go to them. And, you know, we're trying to do something similar but in the kitchen industry <laughs> unfortunately you won't be able to walk in with the whole kitchen and get, <laughs> get get it swapped over but um but yeah i mean that 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 is you know that is one of the things that that we have really just kind of drilled into every single person's head and it starts from the top so you've got to believe it um you've got to be willing to do you know everything possible uh within your resources within your hands to make it happen and then make sure everybody in your company does it as well yeah not an easy thing to do as nope. you grow as you nope. scale nope. so okay so we spoke a little bit about appliances and kitchens tell people out there about worktops what, what are your favorite worktops what is it that you've got in your showroom what what are you selling more of i think at the moment quartz is the go-to worktop to go for um and we've had some innovations with new products uh newer products and court I think traditionally it was always granite. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember 10 years ago, you know, Star Galaxy, Blue yeah, Pearl. Black granite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, as as we moved on from that, you know, uh, granite being a natural product, it was porous. Um, 
And, you know, one of the things I remember is the lighter it is, the more porous it is, the darker it is, the yeah, less porous yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, but it needs to be sealed and the sealant will wear off over time, etc. So it can then start to mark. Um, and so you're mainly selling quartz out the showroom? Yeah. Is so that what you've got on display? That mainly quartz. Which uh, brands do you a, have? A little bit of Decton. Um, Decton. I mean, we're, we're a Silestone uh, premium elite studio. Um, and again, Arts Cuts is one of our favourite brands, as you know. <laughs> and is that the main ones you sell? Then Silestone, Arts Cut, Decton. Decton, yes, those are the main ones that we would. And what are the uh, benefits of Decton? I think you know with Decton, it's a new product, so it's a mixture of uh, quartz, glass, porcelain. It's a ceramic-based worktop. Um, I mean, if I was to just sum it up, you can clad buildings with Decton. Wow. So it can withstand weathering. So if it can withstand weathering, it's good enough for your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically. Um, I mean, they, you know, it's marketed as indestructible. Um, but, you know, you have to, I think you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. You know, anything can be damaged in the world, you know, if you try hard enough. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but I think the wonderful thing about Decton is the unique prints that you get, the unique finishes. You'll never, ever find those anywhere. Because yeah. there isn't a mountain out there. It looks there, sensational, you know, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, and, and then quartz, once it's, you know, when it actually, when, when they're perfected, the quartz compound, you know, we know now that they seal it, you know, from the inside out. So it's completely sealed, you know, stain proof, acid proof, scratch resistant, um, you know, huge, huge choice of colours, variations, You've finishes. You've got all these in your showroom, all these colours. Ab absolutely, to come and see. absolutely. And, 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 you know, exceptional value for money, you know. So if you were doing your kitchen, Chira, in your home, out of all the supplies you have for units, appliances and worktops, if you could pick one of each one, what would you choose? I think uh, me and my wife, we're a big fan of the in-frame shaker, okay. I'm afraid. <laughs> we do like the true handleless German, you know, we love that. I mean, when I designed the front display in our showroom, that is something that I would have in my make-believe penthouse, <laughs> which I'll never have. Um, you not know, that with uh, two kids, no. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but I think even I think even Nadia, you know, my wife, she, she um, you know, agreed with me and said, you know, yes, I would have this, but we love this shaker style we love the in-frame um it's timeless you know the, it's ornate you know it, it looks luxurious rather than clinical yeah. um and then you know in terms of appliances uh, you know bora as for yeah, the hob the bora classic where you can mix you know for example induction and gas and teppanyaki wow. um or with a downdraft you know extractor fan Sounds built like in I, I need one of these yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um and some built-in appliances i think home connect is a big thing now you know yeah. smart appliances is a big big thing we're heading that way um we have uh, home connect in the showroom We've got someone coming in who's going to enable Alexa and wow. they're going to uh, connect that with our lights. So we're making our showroom a smart showroom. So wow. hopefully we'll be one of the first people to do that. Um, so I tell me about that. So what does that mean? Does that mean you can like tap on your phone and your oven will go home? Um, absolutely, yeah. So you can pretty much download a recipe, um, leave the ingredients in the oven and on your way home just press cook and it wow. will cook for you if you've loaded the di dishwasher and you've gone upstairs already and you forgot to turn it on like me on most days <laughs> most nights um you know you can get your dishwasher going um 
you can be, I'll give you an extreme example. You could be in your bathroom brushing your teeth and you, providing you've got a smart mirror, uh, which has got Alexa built in, you can tell that mirror to make you a cup of coffee. Wow. And you can actually program the coffee and you can pretty much say, can you make Theo's cappuccino? Wow. And then it will make it to your settings. You do need to leave the cup yeah. the night before. <laughs> Unfortunately, you haven't got to that stage yet. But, you know, the, these are things that I think, you know, not quite ready for yet. We are doing a few of those. Um, but then, you know, Alexa will talk to, uh, there's a system called Control 4 that we got being installed in the showroom. And then that just brings it all together. I'm talking lighting, I'm talking wow. TV, um, music. Um, so the idea is uh, when I walk out of my showroom, I say goodnight and wow. it will... Close everything down. Close everything down and leave the lights that I would like. You are a big fan on. of lighting, aren't you, Shira? Yeah. On all of your kitchens, you really go that extra mile. Why is that? I think it's something that's ignored um, in the kitchen industry. Um, there is a, a general feeling amongst designers, uh, not all designers, sorry, I don't want to offend anyone out there. <laughs> um, certain designers, um, you know, certain high street chains, I won't mention any names, um, and they'd like to kind of, you know, keep the price down. You know, um, my view is you're spending thousands of pounds. You know, you're not going to go from one retailer to another and, you know, spend hundreds. You're still spending thousands and thousands of pounds in a new project. Um, so, you know, with lighting, it's just so important. You know, it makes a kitchen wow. You know, from a nice kitchen, it becomes a wow kitchen. And that's down to lighting. So we don't ignore it. We definitely do not ignore the lighting. And whether it's task lighting underneath the wall units, whether it's accent lighting underneath your worktops or, you know, plinth lighting, um, that just gives it, again, you know, that wow factor or built-in lighting in, in wall features and shelving features, etc. I think it's just something... I can see why yeah. you um, you work quite closely with architects, builders and interior designers. I, I guess that's quite a value add for them, right? A builder will come to you and say, I've got this space. What do we need to do to make it look incredible? No, and this is one of the things, you know, when you ask how did we go from, I don't know, six to eight kitchens to 15 to 20, it's because we branched out and we approached interior designers, we approached architects, we approached builders, um, and then they've had good experiences, their clients have had good experiences. You know, we make their job easy. Um, and, uh, you know, they are referring more and more business to us. So it's just added, you know, another stream of inquiries, clients, etc. cetera. Um, and yes, we work alongside them. We haven't fully um, marketed, you know, to that particular market. Yeah, you know, don't worry, you're in LinkedIn them. now. That will come. <laughs> I'm sure that's next. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we ju we're just conscious that, we don't want to grow too fast. We want to grow organically. Um, so what is the biggest project you've undertaken? Um, I think recently we finished a six-bedroom house. So that was the entire house we took on. Um, oh, so you do the interior design as well? Yes. So okay. we, we have um, two resident interior designers that we work with. Wow. So we went in um, at the stage where, when I walked into that house, the external walls were up, but inside there was an, a single wall up. It was all on sort of steels, just standing wow. on steels. Um, and we brought in, you know, an interior designer. So I worked very, very closely with the interior designer. So we basically went from an empty space to the entire layout of the house, first stage. Uh, second stage, start designing 
you know, um, all the fixtures and fittings. So bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchens, utility. Um, we did a prayer room, you know, how are we going to lay out, you know, the lounge and separate the dining area, for example, the bifolds, the, the lighting, the ceiling lighting, uh, etc. Um, and then we went into the finite details like, okay, we're going to use you know, this size tiles with brass inlays, et cetera, et cetera. And all the little things, all the little things that make a difference and, and the final finishing. And we've just finished it. We've had wow. the photographs done. Wow. Um, Can't wait to see it. It looks amazing. Looks Is it on your website? It will be very, very soon. <laughs> it will be very, very soon. Um, and what was that project worth to you guys? Um, I think all in all, that was close to about 150 Wow. £200,000. Wow. So from uh, 5000 to 200000 yeah. So you really can do any size <laughs> Yeah, project. I think, yeah, yeah. With all the bedrooms and the bathrooms, uh, fireplace, etc. yeah. So I know internally here at the Marble Group, uh, a lot of my staff admire you. Um, they love your positive energy and how kind you are when you're dealing with them. What would you say your top company values are? I think um, I've always been a big believer of just being genuine, being down to earth. So I think honesty, integrity, and actually caring about your customers. You know, a lot of people say, oh, we care about customers and, you know, we'll give you the best service. But when you deep down actually are invested in every single project, like it's your project, it comes through. It comes through from the design stage. It comes through at the installation stage. Um, and, you know, we, we ran we ran in it, for example, we ran initiatives for our local um, clients, uh, not just clients, just our local, um, you know, sort of uh, area um, during COVID. So vulnerable uh, NHS staff, anyone wow. that had a, a, an emergency, any electrical plumbing emergency during the lockdown, we would come out free of charge. Wow. Um, and, you know, that was a genuine thing. It wasn't, we haven't even advertised it that much. It was just something that we did. Um, you know, for the lockdown, we had we only had two phone calls, but they were both vulnerable. They couldn't leave the house. Um, one of them was a hob problem, stopped working. The other one was literally the sink came away. Um, so the lady couldn't use the sink. She had heart conditions, uh, you know, and, um, you know, we went around there and sorted that out. You know, it's just something That's small. Incredible. It's a small example. Um, but the I community. think, yeah, in terms of value, I think when you care about your clients and you listen to your clients, um, and you want to do what's best for your clients, it just comes through. You just see it. And you don't stop working, do you? Because I call you and, you know, we have chats at eight, nine o'clock at night, and then I call you and I message you on a Sunday and you're like, I'm working. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that re you really do wear the badge, just, you know, exactly how you say, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I think this year has been difficult. So um, I kind of went into this sort of war mentality of when COVID happens, when the <laughs> trenches, you know, we need to get through this. You know, I wasn't ready to, you know, let anything slip or move backwards. We've worked so hard in the last few years and made strides and I just didn't want to go backwards. And I didn't want to, you know, worst case scenario, lose my business. So Well, you are, you are a businessman, you are an entrepreneur, but... What people don't know is that you've got two very young kids as well. So how do you balance that family life? <laughs> There's no balance. <laughs> There's no balance. No, I'm kidding. I mean, Lie um, to me, Shira. <laughs> I think, yeah, well, I, I think part of it is my wife. She's amazing. Um, I think without her, I couldn't do half the things I do. And she works in the business, you know? right? She works well, in the though. business. She works in the business. She handles all the marketing and, you know, all the customers, etc. cetera. Um, you know, she's very, very important and, and helps me run the business, you know, um, basically. Um, 
but you know she's there she's she's there in the in the, from the morning till she's got to pick the kids up and then she picks wow. the kids up and you know she's looking after the kids till the evening and you know that enables me to stay a little bit later to catch up and and then you know our normal evening is we come home have dinner um put the tv on and switch our laptops on <laughs> so, <laughs> that way. And, and, and then back to work so tell us about the longer term Shira. What, what's the vision for Sheridan interiors where's it going i mean you know recently just before covid i was about to sign off on another showroom in in north london okay. you, rem- you know i think you remember we spoke etc and uh, because of covid that kind of got put on the back burner and uh, frankly i mean it's it was a good decision because we're so busy now i couldn't even think about Cope having another you know, showroom but um i think longer term i would like you know another two um and uh, kind of earmarked in my head where where i want them to be um and then we've got something really really interesting happening <laughs> um and uh, we've got a couple of plans which i can't talk about I'm oh, afraid. I love that. but love you to know get you back on yeah um but i think just to give you a little bit of insight it's kind of more towards the interior design side of things you know we want to really sort of concentrate on that because i don't think that's accessible to the general public mm. i think the um you know the feeling out there is it's too expensive and and you know rightly so most interior designers even when i was getting quotes and i was thinking of you know engaging a few and partnering up with a few the quotes i was getting were ridiculous and you know it's okay if you're a multi multi multi-millionaire but you know for the average person like me and you for example yeah. um you know we're not going to pay 35 40,000 pounds for an interior designer or 15 or 20,000 pounds so <laughs> i think we're trying to bring that to the market we're trying to incorporate that within our kitchen design um and i think that's where our focus will be going forward so where can customers find you, Shira? What are your handles on social media? What's your website? Um, Instagram. Where are you exactly? I think we're, bi- we're big on Instagram. You What's know, your handle on Instagram? Uh, at Sheraton Interiors. Okay. Um, same on Facebook as well. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, we're very, very big on. Um, on House, uh, again, at Sheraton Interiors on House, all our projects are on there. Uh, we do a little bit of Pinterest as well. So we're on there. We're constantly updating our boards, etc. cetera. Um, all, all our projects are on House. Um, I think we really decided that the one channel we will concentrate on would be Instagram. So, you know, we've completely revamped our Instagram page. Um, all, all our projects are on there, some CAD visuals, ongoing installs uh, and giveaways. You know, we do a giveaway every month. Which is, uh, <laughs> and the cool. shop, the address of the shop's in Witten, right? Yes, yeah, in Witten, uh, 103 High Street. Um, it's basically the closest high street to the Twickenham Rugby Ground. Oh, nice. Uh, the Witten Rail Station is 10 seconds walk from, wow. from the showroom as well. Couldn't get any closer, really. <laughs> and pl- plenty of parking for a change <laughs> on the high street, so... Yeah. And do people need to book an appointment to see you? Do they email? Do they pop in? How um, are you working at the moment? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, if you'd like, um, if you'd like um, to actually sit down with a, a kitchen designer and spend a couple of hours, we would like, um, you know, uh, or we would recommend that you book an appointment with, you know, with one of our designers. But if you wanted to pop in, we're, we're open seven days a week. Um, and, seven days, Saturday, we're open Sunday? Saturday and Sunday, you know, w- w- whereas everyone else closed on Sunday, we like to be open. Um, and, and, you know, our website, you know, www.sheratoninteriors.co.uk. Um, you know, everything's on there. We've got a new one uh, launching soon. So watch this space. Shira, before you go, I have to ask you, um, there'll be a lot of people thinking about doing a kitchen project. Some of them may be a little bit confused with some ideas they've got. Can you give us five tips on what people should consider when they're designing a kitchen? 
Absolutely. Um, I think the very, very first thing you should start off with, uh, and it's a slightly different approach to you know your normal selling, uh, sorry, your normal uh, kitchen triangle that everyone talks yeah. about, <laughs> uh, the outdated kitchen triangle. Um, I think you need to ask yourself how you envisage using the space with your family. That will answer a lot of questions in terms of what type of layout. Now, when you actually meet a designer, then you can play with different options. You know, a good designer should be able to give you a couple of options. Um, sometimes they're, they're fantastic and they can home in on, on one option that, that really will work for you. But, you know, having a couple of options is never a bad thing. Um, and I think once you've decided how you would like, you know, to use your kitchen, I think the next step, tip number two, would be decide on a style. Uh, and I think the simple question, and sometimes it's the process of elim elimination, it's, it's not what you like, it's what you don't like that yeah. leads you to what you do like. Um, so I think looking on, you know, house and Pinterest, etc., uh, online, um, you know, home in on the style. Uh, and the simple question is, is it traditional or is it modern? Uh, and that eliminates half the kitchens that you don't need to look at anymore. Um, I think once you've decided that, then you can move on to what appliances do I want in my kitchen? You know, for example, are you having a, a washer dryer in your kitchen or is it going to be in the utility room? Because if it's going to be in your utility room and you're going to have a second sink in the utility room, that will have a big impact on what type of sink, what type of tap, um, and what type of storage you can have in your current kitchen. Um, would you like the ovens to be built under the worktop or would you like them eye level? Um, would you like a range cooker? Um, I think these are very, very important questions. Um, you know, if you have a kitchen island, um, what do you want to do? Do you just want to use that kitchen island as extra workspace, for example? Or would you like to stand there and cook while you entertain? Um, or would you just like to have a really nice sink feature um, and, 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 actual, and actually have a sink on the island, for example? Again, that determines the layout already for you. Yeah. So, you know, it's all intertwined. Um, and then you can move on to colours. <laughs> then you can move on to colours and, you know, whether it's the Hague blue at the moment or, you know, the green or the, the you know, classic white. Green's really you know. coming, hasn't it? I think, you know, Farrenball, Studio Green, you know, they've really brought this, you know, they've really brought the green to the forefront. The Arts Cut Statuario of Agli is a, is a stone, it's fairly new. That's got the green, like not an obvious green, but just a yeah, yeah, yeah. shade of a green. It goes yeah, beautiful, yeah. this shaker style, yeah. dark green kitchen. It's Brass handles, yeah. you're winning. <laughs> you're winning. You, you know. want a life. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, you know, once you've chosen your cabinet colours, then you will move on to work surfaces, accents, handles, flooring. You know, um, you know, I've dealt with clients where they've walked in and said, this is my floor, what cabinet colour shall I go for? You know, your floor is going to be 40, 50, 60 pound per square metre. You know, your kitchen is going to cost you a couple of you know, 20,000 at least, yeah, yeah. you know, for a decent, half-decent kitchen. Um, so I think, you know, the, the actual decisions you make and in what order you make them, you know, and it's a little bit more structured, um, you know, um, really will, will help. Um, I think those would be my top tips. And then finally, find an online kitchen planner, you know, measure your space, have fun with it. 
you know, design your kitchens, do a couple of layouts. It doesn't matter if they don't work. It doesn't matter if they're silly because that's what the kitchen designers are there for. They can take your concept, they can take your vision, they can take your ideas and they can make it work. They can bring it to life. Um, uh, and and they can also then, you know, um, advise you on, on some ideas that you haven't thought about. So very sound advice, Shira, from a seasoned veteran. <laughs> Thank you very much. And Thank you very much for joining us on the show today. We're very lucky to have you. Thank you for coming all the way up to uh, Hatfield from your showroom in the best part of Southwest London and Richmond. Um, and yeah, Shira Khan from Sheraton Interiors. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Look forward Welcome to coming back. back. Looking forward to having you back again. And thank you everyone for listening to the Kitchen Design Podcast by The Marble Group. Hopefully hear, uh, speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.